You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My co-host, my new co-host, Big Dave Watson. You can follow him on Twitter at Bowl, B-A-W-L Sports. Follow us at Locked On Bulls. And of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you. We'll be doing a mailbag episode later on in the week. Hit us up. As always, that number 331-979-1369. Any Bulls or NBA thoughts on your mind, hit us up at that number. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. Well, Big Dave, welcome back in. We've got plenty to talk about today. Hello, Matthew. And um, how are you? Let's start there. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm charged. I'm here day two. I'm very happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see your shining face. Is that a V-neck t-shirt that you're wearing? What is on your t-shirt? It is. It's one of the few V-necks I own, and it was only available in this. But in honor of the talk that Scotty's been doing recently, and we're going to get back to that on today's episode, it is the Uh MJ. Ah, stop Stop it. it. Get some help. Get some help. (laughs) Scotty, you got to stop. You got to get some help, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we get Um, into that. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into a uh, an interesting question of whether or not we think the Bulls might be trying to sneakily get back into the first round of this upcoming 2021 NBA draft combine action happening over the past week or so in Chicago. AK and Eversley were there in the building. We even heard reports that they met with some individual players. But let's start with this big, Dave. We've got a big game four coming up tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks and Hawks. Like they did in their first two series on the road, Hawks steal game one on the road, impress everybody, and everybody said, oh, God, Milwaukee. Are we going to see a Milwaukee choke again? Milwaukee responds, wins games two and three. What do you think we're going to see in game four tonight? Are we going to see a Giannis game, or are we going to see a Trey Young? We also now have Trey Young once again kind of battling through a nagging injury. Injuries, of course, been a problem across the NBA playoffs this season. But yeah. what what do you see happening in Game Four tonight, man? Uh, I see it to be a very close game because uh, both these teams know how big this game is for both of them. And shout out, real quick, shout out to Chris Middleton for the game that he had last game. I mean, how big he was in that fourth quarter. Those were huge shots he made for that uh, Milwaukee team, man. And doing it in a hostile environment, doing it on the road. Just big because Chris Middleton hadn't had that game yet, you know. And we know that he's good and we know he can play, but he hadn't had that game yet. And he had that game. And that was awesome. And it was just great to see him do that. Uh, it sucks what happened to Trey Young also, like you said, stepping on the ref's foot. Um, downing another injury uh, is questionable. I still expect him to play, obviously. Um, how effective he'll be, I don't know. But I, I just want him to still be at least some semblance of Trey Young. Because I don't want that to be the reason we get cheated out of greatness. Because we've been seeing some greatness, especially from him, in these playoffs, man. But even with that said, Matt, I still expect it to be a close game. Because both these teams, man, have been going at it. And it's been real fun to watch. We've only seen one real true ass whooping. Um, 
And then that's it. We just saw one true one, and we were like, okay, yep, got that one out the way. And then when the Hawks tried to get theirs going, the Bucks said, nah, we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> it's not going to go down like that, man. You guys, we're going to have a series here, guys. This is what this is going to be. It's going to be a series. So it's very important. I don't trust Milwaukee's coach at all. I do not trust uh, Budenholz. Was it Boosenhauser or Budenholz? Oh, Hosenberger. <laughs> right. <laughs> How's your father? I don't, I don't trust him, okay? <laughs> I don't trust him at all. So I don't expect him to um, win this game. I do expect Atlanta to win this game. I do. But I expect it to be close, man. I really, really do. And wouldn't it be awesome if we saw uh, Chris Dunn sighting on the court? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, I mean <laughs> – we, we haven't gotten to play our favorite game, did you see what Chris Dunn don't tonight, in quite some time, because the dude can't get on the floor. He can't get out there, man. Like, like, oh, man, John said it best, man. He was like, dude, even Trey Young hurt, he still couldn't get on the floor. <laughs> like, he still couldn't get on the floor. Couldn't get on the floor. Whereas he was getting thrown out there in the starting lineup by you, he who must not be named every night. And it was like, oh, okay, well, we got some injuries we're dealing with. Hey, we'll start Chris Dunn at the three. Hey, let's see how that goes. We got to yeah, have him I, out there for our defense, Dave. Yeah, I can laugh at this stuff now because it's so far removed from me. But you know how I felt about this, Matt. I, I hated all of this, all right? I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to discuss it. I can laugh now. I feel good now. And that that's a big shout-out to AK and FC. But But back to the point, yeah, game four, I expect it to be good. I expect it to be up. Just a good showdown. Giannis has been really, really great also in this series, man. Uh, really showcasing what he does best. And, yeah, love how Middleton's coming along. Love how uh, Holiday is playing. Uh, and shout out Bobby Portis, man. Bobby P. How great has Bobby Portis been? He is now officially beloved. And he is going to be the man in Milwaukee. And I'm very happy for him for that. But, like I said, with all that said, I still expect Atlanta to pull this one out, man. Now, I don't think they're going to lose two at home. I think they're going to get one of these. So, so then my next question for you, buddy, is what do you want to see happen as far as how this series concludes? Obviously, I think both of us are rooting for seven games just because yes. the more NBA playoff games we get, the better. And um, I, I'm trying to think about the most interesting and uh, you know compelling storylines for an NBA Finals matchup between the four teams remaining and, you know, Trey leading in just his third year, his team all the way to the finals, but nobody even necessarily thought that they would be a playoff team to even get out of the first round when this season started up. A lot of people didn't even see them as a playoff team yet when this season first started. That would be a very cool story with uh, all of like the dichotomy of people falling in love with Trey Young and then some NBA fans being like, I've decided that I hate Trey Young. Like that would be compelling. Meanwhile, if Giannis finally gets over that hump, okay, I've gotten out of the East. Now can I lead my team to our first championship as the best player on this team? Equally compelling. Which one of those things do you want to see happen? Woo, man, that's a tough one. Oh, man, that's a tough question. I think I would rather see the Bucks do it. Um, and, Lord, no, I mean, you know, it's Milwaukee, for goodness sakes, but – I think I'd still rather see the Bucks do it. Giannis being a back-to-back MVP, he has to at least go to a finals. I feel that's a rule. Uh, I'm still mad that Steve Nash never went to a finals. I'm still upset about that, okay? That's just the truth. And right. I think if you went back-to-back and defensive player in one of those back-to-back, you won that in one year, and you don't go to an NBA finals at least in your lifetime, 
for me, that's annoying. And it says something about your greatness and your legacy to me, maybe not to a lot of people, but to me, it does. Um, so I I'm want to see that happen strictly for his greatness, because Matt knows I'd love to watch greatness. But you make a compelling argument on the other side about, about Atlanta. You make a compelling point, And that's the Trey Young hate, <laughs> Trey Young stuff. Because you're right. Before the season, Matt, you can look at any publication you want to. They had Atlanta at least number eight, or they're not in the playoffs, like you said. Any pick one, like they had them there. Nobody had Atlanta going anywhere. I believe they were fourteen and twenty before Nate McMillan got there. So they were on par with what everybody thought they were, and then they turned it all around. And people were like, well, yeah, Trey Young's only good, you know, when he's just shooting, you know, and doing falling into people and stuff like that. I, that was the argument before the season. Now the argument is, well, of course he's good. He's got such a great team. It's like, you guys, you, you, come on. Like, you know, you're just not going to be happy, okay? You're just not going to be happy. But Trey Young, it's a great argument. And also, Matt, is going to really kick off those, the, the, the talking head arguments about Luka and Trey. If he's able mm. to get to a finals and Luka hasn't gotten there yet, that stuff is going to go through the roof, okay? It, and so, it's already started to with Luka getting bounced in the first round and Atlanta mm. advancing. Yeah, yeah, it's already begun. You're right. It's already begun. But him getting to a finals and doing that, I mean, it's 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 gonna be ridiculous, man. So for for the chaos of it, I can see why you want Atlanta. I can see that. But I, I want to I want the greatness to be solidified. And I would love to just see Bobby Portis get to a finals, man, because Bobby is awesome. Okay, so it'd be cool to see that. So yeah, I I I'm pulling for the Bucks to, to, to pull it out here. And we, we also have to pick who we want. From the Western Conference, uh, Clippers avoiding elimination with a Game 5 win last night. Speaking of which, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. This week's Player of the Week, I got to give it to Paul George, Big Dave, just based mm. on his performance last night alone. Playoff P is a roller coaster of good and bad. People trash on him when he comes up short. And then people, when he does have a performance like the one last night, say, why are we always trashing on this guy? He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. in, in in a game like last night where, you know, a 40-point near triple-double, I think it was like, what, 40-13-6 and six or something like that? Something like that, yeah. You, you're reminded of before the pandemic interrupted the NBA, two seasons ago, that dude finished third in MVP voting. That's how good Paul George can be. Um, and, and with Kawhi continuing to be out with an injury, obviously the Clippers lean on that guy. And facing elimination, he delivered a monster performance last night. So he is our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Only worth it if you enjoy it. Just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. So while you're getting ready to watch Game 4 of the Easter Conference Finals tonight, you and your buddy should grab yourselves a case of Michelob Ultra and tip of the cap to Paul George. Now, Big Dave, like if, if we had a Michelob Ultra coach of the week, I think you also got to give it to Ty Lu. Yeah, Do you man. know that after last night's as an NBA head coach, he is now 10 and 2 all time in games where his team is facing elimination? 10 what? and 2. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> you think about you think about LeBron's Cavs being down 3 1 in 2016. Right. That's right, Ty Lu. Right. Um, and then on top of that, um, his tenure like um, with this Clippers team, they were down 0-2 in each of their first two series in these playoffs alone and That's came back true. and won both of those series. That's very so true. like 
the dude is impressive, man. The dude is impressive. Um, what what are you what are you seeing as far mm-hmm. as do you think Phoenix is going to shut the door? Do we think we get a game seven here? What are you seeing in the West? Oh man, that's that's a tough one because it can go either way on this one. But I I'll go with what I want to see in that seven games, obviously. So I'm going to say the Clippers are going to get you to a game seven. And it's not just uh, a feeling of hope. There's actually logic behind the reasoning for everything you just mentioned. Ty Lue, man, it's what he does. It's what he's been doing his whole coaching career, okay? He has proven this series more than any other series that he has coached, that he is worthy of being up there in the upper echelon of NBA coaches, okay? You lose your best player. And Kawhi Leonard, this ain't just no regular human being. This is a robot, okay? And Kawhi Leonard, in the playoffs, you lose him, and everybody writes you off. Everybody's like, you're done. There's no way you're going to be able to do anything. So you go ahead and say, okay, and you win the series, and then you come to the conference finals, and you're down 3-1, and everybody's like, yeah, this is over too. And you're like, nah, going to go ahead and win this one too. Because not only is Kawhi gone, you're center. Uh, Zubox, who I call Zubox Shakur. He's out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Zubox Shakur is gone, okay? He is out with a knee sprain. You start Terrence Mann, who nobody even knew Terrence Mann could do his thing, but he was also out of Florida State, also with Pat Will. Hello. But he is out there balling for them, man. They're the way they rebound as a team, people really need to pay attention to. Their game rebounding and how they do it as a team. It's super impressive because DeAndre Ayton is a monster. And the fact they were able to actually still compete and do stuff with him at center and play like they did, it's amazing. So shout out to Tyron Lunas coaching. And also, Matt, shout out to Paul George, like you said, the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. My goodness, man. 20 points like he dropped in a quarter like that. That's not that's not going from bad to good. That's going from bad to great. And yeah. so going dealing with greatness and showing that you're that kind of capable. Where I thought, honestly, mentally, man, I thought he was done after he missed mm-hmm. those two free throws. I thought yeah. it was over. I was like, mentally, oh, no, he's white. It's, it's no way he's going to be able to come back from that. Not only did he come back from that, he came back from that great. And I'm like, wow, I had a whole new level of respect for him, and I'm very happy for him. So I want to see them continue this on. Devin Booker has really fallen off very, very hard. And let me tell you all something else here. When Jay Crowder, and you can look this up, when Jay Crowder hits at least three three pointers for for the Suns, they Game don't over. lose. They Game don't over. lose. When Jay Crowder doesn't hit those threes, they lose. Guess what he was yesterday? 0 for 4. <laughs> he didn't hit one three. Okay. I'm telling you, when Jay Crowder's hot, they're gonna they're, there's a good possibility they're gonna win, man. That's what your record is telling you. So but and he's been that- off to that's a rule that's existed before Phoenix with Jay yeah. Crowder. When yeah. you're talking about Miami, Jay Crowder, yeah. Boston, Jay yeah. Crowder, Cleveland, yeah. Jay Crowder. It doesn't matter. If he's mm-hmm. hitting his threes, his team's winning. Yes. And that's sometimes you're like, ooh, yeah, he's really confident and he shoots out of those. Yeah. But he's tried to become a much more reliable three-point shooter as his career's progressed. And you're right. Uh, you know, live and die by Crowder threes. Um so here, here's where I sit with the Western Conference Finals. Obviously, like you, I want this to go seven. I'll be pulling for the Clippers in game six. And I'll be pulling for the Clippers again in game seven if we get there. And I know that a lot of people are excited to see 
The Suns get to the finals for the first time since Charles in 93, only the second time in franchise history other than Charles in 93. People excited for Chris Paul to finally get to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. You know me, man. I hate Chris Paul. <laughs> I hate him. I, re I respect some of his talents, and I so certainly respect what he has done as far as being a loud person in the room for NBA Players Association fighting yeah. for NBA players' rights, fighting That's for NBA true. players to get the money they deserve, and certainly right. everything he's done to be a uh, a voice for, uh, you know, the, the minority communities uh, that have mm -hmm. been disenfranchised and discriminated against in this country. I respect that stuff that Chris Paul does. I don't respect a lot of what he does on the court unless it's picking defenses apart in the pick and roll because mm -hmm. we can always agree that CP3 will be one of the most talented point guards to go down in NBA history. But I hate the whining. I hate the flopping. As much as I have fallen all the way out of love with Patrick Beverly as a Chicago mm -hmm. guy, and I was never really that in love with him, when Bulls fans were clamoring a couple years ago, bring in Pat Bev. I was like, he's not what this team needs right now. I laughed my ass off when he imitated CP3 flopping and flailing to the ground <laughs> after yeah, their collision yeah. in that game. I, I will – I mean – if, if he leads the Suns to the finals, at least I'll be able to say, okay, well, whoever's coming out of the East, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, but I don't even yeah. want to see Chris Paul in the finals, man. I, the, the guy bugs me. He bugs me. Would you care to defend him? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> because I like, I like Chris Paul, like you said, as a basketball player. I like the fact that the man has a motor that won't quit. I mean – he has been through a bunch of stuff, you know, through his career. And it's always seems like he's gotten the short end of the stick, you know, as far as how, where he should be on a certain level, you know, as far as winning is concerned, I'm saying. Because what he's done at the height that he's done it, you can actually make an argument that he's the greatest small player of all time. You can make that as an actual argument for real. Um, the man is, is a, a monster. He is a point guard genius. And for 16 seasons... I've seen him not go to, like, big, huge teams like he could have done. And I know he could have been on the Lakers, you know, with Kobe, but that one, you know, got voided uh, by, the, by the NBA. But he's never – and so when he decided to go to Phoenix, when most people expected him to kind of go to a super team, you know, and, and do like that, it was, I was a little surprised, honestly. I was like, Phoenix? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, no, he goes to Phoenix. They become one of the top teams in the West and immediately become a finals competitor. And when they get in there, he beats LeBron James. <laughs> he beats LeBron James of the Lakers. And I know that warmed your heart right there. So he, he beat LeBron in the first round and sent him home and then had a great second round. And now we're here against the Clippers, and he's one game away from, from fulfilling a legacy and from helping his legacy, from being a better vet, from, from a guy I won't, even argue with on certain things. I'm like, well, he's got to get to a finals first before I can have these discussions and conversations. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now he's he's almost there. He's right there. But I feel you, Matt, because that dirtiness gets on my nerve. It's hard for me to rap with somebody who I've seen punch a dude in the nuts on multiple times. Such a dirty times. player. I, a dirty player. It's so dirty, and I can't stand it. And I and I and it bothers me to no end. And you're right, the flopping is crazy. But man, he can play. Man, that dude is awesome. He can play some ball. But he is not the, the darling anymore, which is interesting because coming into this series, he was the darling. It was right. written for him. When you lost Kawhi and when Paul George has made the comeback like he has, 
if they come back and win this, man, they people are going to be are really rooting and kind of siding more with the Clippers right now. That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, as a final thought, the other thing that would really just give me a hard time and I would have a tough time getting past it is just the phrase campaign NBA champion. That would be really, <laughs> really, really weird. I don't know how oh, I would handle man. that. You so right. Wow, you saying y'all even <laughs> you saying it. Just oh wow. That sounds so strange. Could- but could you imagine wow. the dancing as he celebrated with the Larry O'Brien trophy? I'm Bro. sure he already has a choreographed routine fully ready to go oh, for if they win, win it all. Look, man, he's been practicing at home on his off days. I can't yes. do it, Dave. I can't do it. I know. I, I understand. I get it. And, and yes, I hear your point. But Etuan Moore is there. He's also on the team. I like Etuan Moore. I like the way that Love sounds. Etuan Moore, NBA champion. But you're right. Love that sounds Etuan. strange. This sounds strange, man. And shout out Reggie Jackson, too, because I'm a huge Reggie Jackson fan. I've been a Reggie Jackson fan since Oklahoma City. My boy uh, Chris on ball can, can tell you the same thing. I've been a huge fan of it. So the fact that he's playing well and doing good warms my heart also. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he has really found himself the right spot after a pretty strange NBA career that Reggie's yeah. had. Yeah. All right, well, so we went a little long on playoff talk. We do still want to talk about the Bulls and the NBA Combine stuff, so we might have to push the the updated Scotty talk to a later episode this week. We'll see. Uh, first, though, a quick break to tell you all about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You want to throw some money on the Clippers towards a Game 7 tomorrow night. Baseball season is also in full swing. You can track all that action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC and MMA fights. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline or on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and in on the action. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on when you make your first deposit. So you sign up a bet online, make an account, put 100 bucks in that account, they'll give you an extra $50 to play with. Bet online, your on- online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code locked on. Mm. Dave, would you put yes, money on the Clippers Force in game seven? Oh, why you put me out there like that, bet? You know, I don't be gambling. Oh, but I put money on it. I know. Oh no! <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for both of us. Okay. How about you? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I might do it using this app. You know, I might do it that way, and, and you know, use the app and just you know to do it. But you know, I'm not a, a gambling guy. But you know, yeah, I might do it just for this app. <laughs> I might do it just for this man because extra fifty That's bucks, man. You giving out free money? Wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that sign-up bonus, baby. Can't Um, go wrong with free money, guys. (laughs) Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you could get those parts from rockauto.com? Here's an example. Rockauto.com, you can get a... Honda Odyssey fuel pump for just $216. 
from a chain store, mm. that same fuel pump would cost you $353. Look at those savings. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They've got everything you could need, Big Dave. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. What does your car Ooh. need right now? Oh, love and a hug. There you go. <laughs> Search for and love also, and a hug on Rock Auto. <laughs> yes. And also, I have to say it because you said it. RockAuto.com. I got to say it. Oh, oh <laughs> that's the, the jingle. jingle in there. I, I love the everything. jingle. I love the jingle, so man. I do. Inspired by the jingle, Big Dave, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, Dave, so... We haven't talked about the NBA Draft Combine yet um, that has been going on in Chicago. We've been getting interviews from players, projected first-round pick players. We've been getting some updates from the you know the NBA Draft experts breaking down some of these scrimmages. And I think a lot of Bulls fans have kind of looked at this year's NBA Draft Combine, especially after the lottery results, and been like, well, you know, who cares? Like, well, we're, we're, we're missing the party this year. So... What do, you, what do you think about the fact that we have gotten a couple of reports that not only have AK and Eversley been in attendance at the Chicago NBA Combine events, but that they've even talked to some of these players who project to go in the first round where the Bulls currently do not hold a pick? Uh, I think for me, it says, one, it just increases my love for AK and me. You know, the fact that they're still there doing their due diligence and going through the process and figuring out if these guys are worth trading into the first round to get because they know what they need they understand what they're lacking and so that's why they're talking to guys like my man uh io from illinois that's why they understand they need a point guard we we know what you need they they get it so they're them being there trying to figure out if somebody's there that's worth it for them to make a trade to get into that first round for me says a lot also you know that where he thrives at uh and i'm talking about uh, arturis where he thrives at is in the second round that's where he enjoys being. He likes picking late. He said that already. And he's shown that with the MVP that's over there in Denver. He enjoys picking late. He doesn't, he's not a guy who likes picking early. He enjoys second round picks. So him being there, looking at that, and I'm sure he has some guys overseas that he's also checking out that nobody's talking about. Right. I, it just continues to just reinforce my love and my faith. In, in him and Mark Eversley. It really does, man. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt anything because it's logical. It's just basketball logic. Even though I'm not in the first round, hey, let me still go there and see if somebody is worth it. Let me still go there and see if there's a guy there that nobody's really talking about that might be under the radar that we're like, you know what? He might be worth trading for. Let's go ahead and see where he kind of falls, see how he falls down the line and see how it goes. And then we'll make a decision if we want to get back in or not. Maybe it's some second rounders they want to see in there too. It's a lot, but it's just the fact that they're there and doing due diligence just just warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm completely with you, man. I think the, the key phrase you nailed is due diligence because maybe AK and Eversley aren't already plotting to trade back into the first round. Maybe that's not like the, the plan 1A on their list of a bunch of different plans for how draft might, might go, but you want to be prepared just in case. Um, the fact that the, you know, the Bulls have some pretty interesting roster decisions to make this offseason, 
they have some interesting pieces. They might get a phone call from some team who's trying to make some other maneuver and, hey, can can the Bulls help us out in this way or can we want this player for the Bulls and we're willing to give you our first-round pick that's coming up in five or ten picks or we're willing to make a selection for you as a part of a, a draft night trade that we're, we're discussing. Not to say that we've heard reports that like any of any of those things are in the offing with the Bulls, but just the fact that it is a possibility that they are preparing for. After the disappointment of, okay, our pick is getting conveyed to Orlando. As of right now, we don't have a first-round pick. Let's prepare like we do anyway. Because to me, it makes me think back to a previous regime, Dave, where we all were a little upset about the hashtag cash considerations deal that was made. And look, fast forward to today, it's not like, you know, um, what's his name? Jordan Poole uh, is like, you know, a, a life-changing uh, athlete or, 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 you know, an NBA star. Yeah. But it was just the fact that they told us, well, we didn't really have anyone left on our board. So we figured we'll give the Warriors that pick because they're going to give us a couple million bucks. Yeah. And that set Bulls fans off and rightly so. You are the executive vice president of basketball operations, and you are the general manager, and you don't have anyone left on your draft board? <laughs> what? How? Right. Why? All of them. Who? What? <laughs> like, doesn't make any sense. You're right. And that's crazy. So the fact that we have the new regime who's not going to do something like that, and actually gonna, you know, exhaust, you know, saying all possibilities of of talent that is available to them and resources that are available to them. That's what the difference is, and that's why they have all my faith and trust. So seeing them just do this little stuff just just reinforces my faith, Matt. That's all it does. It just reinforces the faith when you see them doing their jobs <laughs> and acting like they care, you know, about this team. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they see. And and one more thing about about Io, and shout out shout out Morgan Park also shout out Morgan Park High School. One thing about Io, man, he might go late first round, and mm -hmm. if he goes late first round, I think the Bulls have enough to make a trade if they want him to make a trade to get him in a late first round because that's that just means teams aren't that high on you. You know they think you're good. You know. But, you know, maybe not. You know, we'll be willing to listen to somebody to get you. I think you can steal that, you know, if you really want him for, for a late-round pick. I think the Bulls have enough to get a late-round, first-round pick. Yeah. Um, I, I think most most often in any and all mock drafts, I've seen him going kind of like mid, late, mid to late first round. Um, mm -hmm. And so maybe it's an opportunity where if he's still on the board at, 16 17 18 the bulls start making some calls if if they interviewed with him at the combine and really liked this kid and i mean what's not to like obviously the Illini's tourney run ended a lot sooner than a lot of yeah. you know, illinois and chicago people would have liked i know you are yeah. a big u of i fan uh yeah. we all we, we all cheer for them because you know if we don't our boy kendall gets mad um <laughs> but like truthfully like you know io was talked about as a potential project uh prospect a year ago and then decided to go back to you know to illinois to see if he could you know lead that team to a deep tourney run 
And I think he made some significant improvements in his game by going back to college for another year. Yes, he is already 20 years, 21 years old, but maybe you're talking about a guy who's more NBA ready. I, you know, his, his stat lines, his final college year are impressive. He averaged over 20 points a game, six and a half boards, five and a half assists. His shooting splits were darn, darn good. Nearly 50% from the field, 39% from downtown after shooting under 30% his previous season with the Illini and almost 80% from the free throw line. So those are some pretty darn impressive shooting splits. And then you talk about positional size for a point guard. He's 6'5 and has a 6'10 plus wingspan. All of those things to me are checking boxes of what the Bulls could be looking for for the position that we're all still waiting for the answer for of who's the point guard of this team. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out because, I mean, it's the most important piece on an NBA team for me. And and it's been that way for a long time, in my opinion. Um, And when you lose Kobe White, you know, to that injury, that throws that monkey wrench in that plan right there. So it just kind of brought it more to the forefront. Like, we really must nip this in the bud. We really have to do this. We have to exhaust all our possibilities. What's the free agents? Who are the draft picks? Who are the second round picks? So if Io is the best guy available in the late rounds as far as that position is concerned, they're definitely going to be looking at thinking about trying to make that move, man, because it wouldn't make any sense to not think about it, trying to make that move, knowing what you need. So, yeah, but those are incredible numbers too, man. What an incredible college career he had at Illinois. And he was just absolutely awesome and an even better person. He is an awesome individual, and he will be a great asset to the Chicago Bulls. And you're keeping a guy, hometown guy, home. You know what I'm saying? That's just great stuff, man. So, I, honestly, this this could be wishful thinking and all that stuff, but I don't think it is because there's logic all behind it, you know, because they can actually make this trade, and it's not you – know, it's not not feasible for him to, you know, be a Chicago Bull. It could happen, ladies and gentlemen. This this could really happen, seriously. Just like the kid from Ages in the Outfield says, hey, it could happen. Hey, um, oh. It could happen. <laughs> Adorable little JP. I love him. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Al. <laughs> Shout out Danny Glover. <laughs> um so yeah i mean i mean I, I know a lot of bulls fans are just kind of looking ahead to the nba draft being like ah eh, well all right we'll we'll probably make a you know a second round pick at 38 from some player over in europe that we've none of us have ever heard of before and then we'll go watch <laughs> right. his youtube highlights and then that'll Millions be that. of it. yeah <laughs> but you know obviously like the fact that the combine is here in chicago is convenient in and of itself but i True. i i do believe that despite their current ownership of a first-round pick, wherever the combine may have been, were it not in Chicago, AK and Eversley would have gone because they know that they should always be looking for ways to improve this roster. And, um, and you know, and, and they have some holes to fill on this roster. And draft night, you see some crazy things go down. So yes, they're just man. trying to be, be prepared for what might go down and figure out who they like in this upcoming yeah. draft class. So we will see how that progresses. Believe it or not, Today is the 29th of June, right? That means that the NBA draft is a month from today, Ooh. July 29th. Ooh. It's going to fly by. It's going to fly yeah. by. Everybody go watch your YouTube highlights and your Draft Express breakdowns and get ready. Because <laughs> you know what? AK and Eversley are getting ready. Um, well, we we are already well past a half hour mark. So, Dave, let's save the updated Scotty Pippen conversation for 
uh, uh, one of uh, our our topics for tomorrow because there is okay. more Scotty context just pouring in from all sides, and I feel like I, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit for some of you the things that Scotty's been saying. Just, just to just to show the other side of the argument. Okay. Maybe, because okay. There's, there's there's some interesting stuff that we didn't address yesterday that I feel like in Scotty's defense should be addressed when we're talking Fair. about what Fair. is Scotty talking about. So Fair. we will get to that tomorrow. In the meantime, anybody, if you've got thoughts on the Bulls and this upcoming draft, what was going on at the combine, hit us up on that text and voicemail line three three one nine seven nine one three six nine. Enjoy Game Four Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Would wouldn't mind seeing the Hawks even up this series uh, tonight. So that's who I'll be pulling for to get it to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks to our sponsors for today's show: Michelob Ultra, Bet Online, and RockAuto.com. Hit me with it one more time, Dave. RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com. Yeah, you got to come from here with it. It's down here, man. Hey, and shout out right up here. Right shout out to my man. Shout out to my man, Derek Ant. Shout out Aaron Doyle. Shout out to my homegirl, Katie Duffy. What's up, y'all? Shout outs galore from the one, the only, Big Dave Watson. Follow him on Twitter at Bowl, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow me at Bulls underscore Peck. Shoot us a tweet at Locked on Bulls. We've also got a poll up on Locked on Bulls, uh, right, by the way, right now about Scotty. Is he tripping mm. or is he making some good points? Right now, I just looked a while ago, Dave. We've got a few hundred votes in already. Okay. Very heavily leaning towards Scotty tripping. Scotty so, tripping. <laughs> we'll see how that poll uh, ends up, and we will address that tomorrow when we continue to talk what's going on in the world of one Scotty Pippen. Thanks all for listening. See Red Nation. We'll be back tomorrow with another fresh episode for Big Dave. I'm Matt. See Red be good. Peace out. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.